Welcome to a very early, early edition of the <laughs> mandatory. We're coming to you right after Nioa Inouye took care of Marlon Tapales by TKO in the 10th round. He gets it done. He becomes undisputed in two weight classes, Brian. This is another performance by Inouye where he gets it done. I thought he was going to get it done earlier and we're going to get into everything. We're going to break it all down. But before we do that, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Also follow us on our social media channels. We're at the mandatory TKO. And you know what, Brian, let's get right into it. Uh, this was a fight that Marlon Tapales, he looked like a true warrior. Like he stayed in it and he fought better than I thought. What were your thoughts on this bout? I would agree with that. I think that um, now you in a way was still dominant, right? Like he won every single round, in my opinion, or just about right. But I think, I think um, we really saw some great moments from Martin Zapata's in the fight, where he was able to back in the way up at times, where he was able to land on him, land straight left hands, um, not sort of wilt when getting hit to the body as much as I expected. Um, I thought that Inoue was going to break him down to the body relatively early in that fight, and that didn't happen, although kind of did because he dropped him in round three. Um, and I think that Inoue uh, was not getting, I don't want to say getting frustrated in there. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But it was more so like he fought as if he expected Martin Tapales to, to sort of be broken down a little bit earlier. But Tapales took more than I think everyone expected. And was able to drag this fight on to the 10th round before eventually getting knocked out. And it looked like he just had nothing left. All right. Probably got to unmute my mic. It's really early here on the West Coast. It's like <laughs> 4 a.m. Um, from what I kind of saw from that fight, it wasn't like the most dominating. Well, in a way, essentially won pretty much every round. But I thought he would have more of the finish early on from rounds one through six. But I think it just makes me want to give a guy like Marlon Tapales a lot of credit because, listen, um, it was the fourth round, I believe, that um, he was knocked down. And I had him winning, in a way, essentially, from rounds one through four. I thought that's when he would get it done because he's taking care of Southpaws before the fourth round. And I think Marlon Tapales, I believe, is the only Southpaw that has gone to the 10th round with Inouye, which is extremely impressive. I mean, Marlon Tapales looked way better than Cool Boy Steph did against him. Now, there were some things that Marlon Tapales did, like standing right in front of Inouye, that's never good. <laughs> All right, that's never something that you want to do in front of Inouye because Inouye was continuously landing the right hand. He was landing to the body, but Marlon Tapales did some really good things in that fight. So let's give him all the credit in the world. He took some powerful shots. He was able to land some good combos, but Tapales just doesn't have that power that Inouye does, right? So it, within this whole fight, I'm like, if Tapales doesn't get the knockout, I highly doubt he's going to win on the cards because if I was being generous, maybe, maybe I would give him the eighth round, maybe if I'm being generous. Uh, but for the most part, I had Inoue winning every round. But nonetheless, another great performance by Nawa Inoue. And it just shows that when you're undisputed in two weight classes, we're going to talk about who's pound for pound. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're going to talk about that. But what is next for a guy like Inoue now? He's accomplished so much and he's arguably the best boxer in the world, arguably put on one of the best performances of the year when he fought Stephen Coolboy, Steph uh, Fulton. So what is next for him at this point? Well, it apparently looks like he's going to stay at 122. 
for a little bit, which I think was always low-key the plan. Like, I had heard something about this before where he's not going to move up to featherweight as quickly as we thought. And I think you could see why in this fight to some degree, right? Like, I think he wants to sort of perfect his craft in this weight class first before moving up as he did at 118, as he did in prior weight classes. And not to say that he isn't the best in his weight class. He is. He showed that once again. He showed that he is by miles. But at the same time, we expected Marlon Zapalas to be out of there quickly for a reason. And now you're in a way probably wants to refine himself because he's one of these psycho competitors who's always going to try to get better and better. Uh, that, now that leaves the question of who is he actually going to fight next, right? And I think that there are some interesting dance partners in this weight class. The two that probably jump out are Lewis Neri and Sam Goodman. Um, Lewis Neri, very talented fighter. Sam Goodman, undefeated Australian fighter. Yosef Akhmedaliev, who Marlon Zapalas beat earlier this year, who Matchroom has already tweeted out, Akhmedaliev will see you soon in a way, which, you know, I, I think Akhmedaliev needs to probably beat a guy or two first, um, given that he did lose to Marlon Zapalas and beat a real guy. But at the same time, Akhmedaliev is still, as of now, um, or as of before this fight, was number one ranked by the WBA. Lewis Neri is by the WBC, and Sam Goodman is at least one or two of the other Alphabet promotions, number one ranked contenders. So I feel like it's going to be one of those guys. I feel like, you know, you're undisputed. You're going to try to remain undisputed by fighting your mandatory. Um, Chantel, what do you think? And then we can get some comments on this on, you know, the the night tonight, because we have some people watching here with us who are up at 6 a.m. East Coast time, 3 a.m. Pacific that we're very appreciative of. And uh, I know a lot of people want to get back to sleep. So, yo, Brian's so tired. He thinks it's um, six. It's seven o'clock where you're at. It's four o'clock here. Brian is tired. I woke uh... up at six a.m. I woke up. Look, so okay, real quick. I woke up. My I had my six a.m. alarm after being up to like one something last night because you know Christmas. And I saw your text where you were like, "Tapales is in the ring," and I was like, "Oh shit." Yeah, and I'm on the West Coast, so when I woke up, it was like 2.30 in the morning. I was like, okay, I got a little bit of time before this fight because I figured <laughs> ring walks would be around like 3 a.m., maybe 4 a.m. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be at 3 a.m., like maybe 3.30, and I woke up, and Marlon Topolis is walking to the ring, and I'm like, oh, snap, like, we, I got to – like, what I got to – the time I got my TV on, Naoya Inouye was being introduced – and I saw his name on the screen and I was like, oh, my God, thank goodness I woke up in time. Yeah, I was worried you wasn't going to wake up because I texted you and I didn't hear anything. I'm like, this dude's asleep. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think Lewis Neary um, is probably the best fight to make. And, yeah, they are in negotiations. We are going to get to your comments, by the way, guys. Lewis Neary, I think, is the fight to make. Um, and it's kind of interesting because I believe Lewis Neary, wasn't he knocked out by Brandon Figueroa? yeah and that's something we talked about on the show like he was he, okay he's got, yeah he he's, was he's got a little bit more of a history sam goodman is kind of proving himself still undefeated so there's some curiosity there but luis neri is he's a big puncher and tough challenge but he very did lose to brandon puncher. figueroa yeah um very 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 uh i think that would be a very interesting fight because it's like power against power um, i still think that there's some interesting fights to make in this weight class but i think essentially in a way, he still beats them all. Like, I think he just, like, makes his reign in this division, continues to stay at the top. But I think, to me, that's the most interesting fight unless he decides to move up a weight class. 
again. And then things get really, really interesting. Um, but I think that's the fight to make. That's the fight that fans want to see is against Lewis Neary. And then maybe Akhmedaliev, because if we remember, Akhmedaliev was supposed to beat Marlon Tapalis. And I said this in the preview. That was a fight where a lot of people were like, hey, Akhmedaliev is going to win. And Marlon Tapalis surprised everybody, got the victory. It was a split decision, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but nonetheless, if they give us that fight, Akhmedaliev and Inouye, I think that's a fight that we all want to see because that was a fight that was brewing for such a long time. So if it's not Akhmedaliev and it's not Louis Neary, it doesn't really matter to me because I'm going to pick Inouye either way. But those would probably be the two fights. And then there's obviously speculation of him possibly moving up a weight class after he gets that done. Um, this is Let's get to some comments, actually, because we just got one. Brian, I want you to read this one out because uh, this one is really interesting to me. Makeshift 2-3. Uh, thank you for joining the show. I'd love to see Inouye move up in weight class and fight Robesi Ramirez. <laughs> wow. It's funny, Robesi Ramirez, I believe, was um wasn't he the co-feature in Inouye, one of Inouye's cards in Japan? I feel like he was. Just coming off a loss though. Yeah. But if I mean, if you're gonna move up to featherweight, I mean that that makes sense. Um, just from the standpoint of like promotionally, top rank could make that happen. I don't think it makes sense for uh Ramirez though. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if he uh, wants Well, he'll he'll get he'll get paid to get his ass whooped in Japan. Yeah. That's the thing. He'll get he'll get seriously paid. Um no, I don't think I don't think this is the fight that's going to happen next. Um let's get to some more comments. Um we've got a bunch from a bunch of people. Tyrone the Great says too much smoke at featherweight and they're down for the smoke. I think in a way is going to be a featherweight at some point. I think we all are resigned to that, but I think it'll probably be like a year or two down the line. I think at minimum, he defends his undisputed title twice in 2024 and then maybe moves up in 2025. And that might be the last weight class of his career. We'll see how far he wants to continue to push it. But maybe it's 130. But I think 126 is sort of his destiny at some point, Chantel. And I think uh, that's going to be no earlier than like 2025, maybe, because I think there's still a challenge or two at this weight class that he probably wants to really conquer. I honestly think if he fights Louis Neary, which is the one that they're kind of negotiating for me, and then he fights Akhmedaliev, that he'll probably move up a weight class after that. Because, yeah, maybe he'll fight a guy like Sam Goodman, maybe. But I think once he gets done in that, like once he gets done with those names, then he should move up because there's so many interesting names at 126, right? You can fight a guy like Brandon Figueroa, who uh, got knocked out uh, by a guy like Neary. Um, you could also fight um, Mark McSayo. We haven't seen him in the ring for a really long time. Ray Vargas is an interesting name. And that's if he moves up potentially within a year or so. Um, but I think that's the most interesting weight class because there are some really good name, really good names there. And uh, that's the weight class that I kind of want to see him at, to be honest with you. Jay says Loop from Japan. And then he also had this comment that I had up earlier. Tapalis is a really good boxer. He has great defense. Feel free to donate. The monetization is termed on and if uh, you'd like to we would get to your comment right away obviously we're trying to grow the channel but you know you need finances to really do that so anything is appreciated hustle man says the Palas was game but you can see Inouye was playing with him Inouye could have finished him early that would have been nice as someone who bet him to win between rounds one through six but live bet uh, accurately we'll get to that in a second but it seems like he wanted to set up a big shot and get some rounds in um I give credit to, to Palace's toughness also. I just he was he just hung around longer and took 
particularly the body shots better than I thought he would have. I thought the body was going to break him down and it looked like it was going to, and then he would stay standing. He would pivot and figure out how to just, you know, last a couple more seconds and then have his win and then go back to boxing. I want to get to this comment because this comment is really interesting. Um, Neri and MJ are good enough to have fights with before moving up. No need to give attention to a guy like Casemiro. The Casemiro fight's interesting because that was a fight that was supposed to happen, (laughs) right? And I think everyone kind of wanted it. So makeshift, I agree with you. Like, I think if he fights um, uh, Neri and then fights, you know, a guy like MJ, perfect. Perfect. Let's do that, right? Then he can move up and there's some great fights in the next weight class. But that Casemiro fight... I think a lot of fans still want to see it. I would still want to see it. Brian, is that a fight that you would like to see? Um, I I think, I don't know if Casemiro is going to be as competitive as Martin Tapalas was, for example. Um, You could argue that none of these guys that we're talking about will. Tapalas was, after all, a unified champion in this weight class. I'm not as interested in Casemiro as I would be Luis Neri, um, who's probably number one on my wish list if he's going to stay in this weight class. Babylon, Casemiro, we yes. still need to see. Yeah, I, that's one thing that'll interest me. I just think from a competitive standpoint, like I'm not sure what Casemiro has that'll push in a way more than what we saw today. You know what I mean? Like I, I but if you're if you're telling me, hey, this is somebody in a way will want to take his head off very early, then yes, I'd be interested in that. If just for the storylines, you know what sure. I'm saying? Like yeah. just for the storylines, because. To be honest with you, I thought cool boy Steph was going to have a great performance against in a way, and he did it. Marlon Tapalis fought way better than him. Had a different game plan, but nonetheless, um, you know, yeah. let's get to some more comments here. Uh, let's give a shout out to um, a friend of the show, Brewski. Missed my alarm, missed the fight, but not surprised at all by the outcome. I think we all kind of saw this coming. You know, unless you were like well, a diehard, a diehard well. uh, Marlon Tapalis fan, because <laughs> we just have some comments where people were like, Tapalis could get it done, but... Well... The thing is, Bruski, rewatch it one, but also like it wasn't as it wasn't like it was a dominant in a way performance. But again, Martin Zapalas was able to hang around for a long time. And Martin Zapalas actually did some good things in landing on in a way, landing to the body, to the head in particular. Um, his straight left hand was able to find its home a few times. And I think that's something that may have caught in a way off guard. Like there was some interest. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises. Prizes in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Interesting things to watch there that I wonder if a future in a way opponent is going to like sort of have that in the back of their head. Although... You know, it was against the Southpaw. And in a way, he hasn't struggled against Southpaw. It's not that he struggled today. But I just think there were some things here that it's like, oh, okay. Like, the, he 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 almost looked mortal 
today? <laughs> yeah, it's and you asked a pretty good question. Brian and I were texting during the fight. And you were like, does he look a little bit frustrated? At times, I think Marlon Tapala has kind of frustrated him a little bit. Um, not too much. I just think like in a way would throw a body shot, a heavy uh, or like a heavy right hand and Tapala's would take it. Right. Um, and he survived. He survived <laughs> after he got knocked down in the fourth round. I thought it was done. I was like, yo, the next round anyway is going to go get it. But Tapala is that strong. And um, he's just a warrior. It was like a great performance for him, even though he lost. And that's the thing. I think Marlon Tapalis just earned himself more fights after yes. that performance. Like, let's give him some credit because he is such a formidable opponent, former unified champ, obviously. Um, you know, we should get to some more comments here for sure. Let's get um, some Dex. I'm, Dex, I'm not surprised you're up early, <laughs> but I, <laughs> thank you for watching. Uh, as always, uh, Clifton Dennis, I don't think he was playing. I, I don't think in a way was playing with him either. Um, I think I think when he saw that Martin Zapalos was going to last a little bit longer than he expected, he became a little bit more tactical at times and was like, all right, I'll find the opening later on type of thing. This is an interesting comment. I was just about to click that one. Yeah, House uh, Van, Van Rodriguez is in the house watching Ringside, uh, witnessing an all-time great. Could they meet up one day? I did not. Re I, I woke up again as soon as the fight was starting. <laughs> So we can do this. So I did not know that Bam Rodriguez was there. Bam is at he's he's still like there's still weight class. Still he's still a young man. Yeah. You know, that I don't think that's a fight that gets made for a while. Yeah. Um, but he is he is making his way through those weight classes. And if we're talking about in a way being a featherweight soon, that makes this even harder. There's talk that Bam might fight a guy like El Gallo which would be really, really cool. And then, you know, you never know if he fights the legend Chocolatito um, as That's well. That's who I want to see. Ben yeah, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, I want to see those fights first. But in the future, yeah, I hustle, man. I could definitely, I'd be down for that for sure. Um, but I think that, like, Bam is still building that wave and his legacy as well, whereas a guy like Inouye is, like, so established, right? You're undisputed in two-way classes. Like, you're that dude. Uh, which brings me to, uh, let's do a couple of more comments um and then we can get to if we believe and drop the comments now you guys if in a ways pound for pound number one after this performance because we want to know because listen there's only a few more days until the end of the year and we want to know if you think he's pound for pound in 2023 um this is an interesting one you know jesus is always bringing the heat bam doesn't <laughs> have man strength yet yo he's got he's got some power there I don't think I don't know if he has 122 uh, strength yet, you know, which sounds funny to say out loud, but still, like I don't, I think there are guys in this weight class he would be, but again, still working his way through lighter weight classes. I think um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Bam and now you in a way is something that's seriously going to happen at some point, if ever, because there's far apart right now in weight. Um, or far apart right now in like stages of their career and what they're looking for. I think, I think to me, if I had to set like odds on it, by the way, I think Luis Neri, because they're already like, there's already been talks about that. This is, he's probably the guy and we probably see this in the spring or summer. And then after that, it's like, does it go Casemiro? We'll have to see what sort of happens in the weight class by then. Is Ahmed back on the winning track by then? Um, you know, I wonder what happens with a future Tsipalas fight, like who he fights next. And if 
who Tapala's fights next actually beats Tapala's. That person could get elevated up if it's like a Sam Goodman who has a couple of really nice wins in his career so far. So, I th but I think Luis Neri is the next guy. Yeah, Luis Neri, I think, would be the most interesting fight to make because of the power that both these guys possess. And I think that's a moneymaker for a guy like Luis Neri as well that probably deserves a payday at this point. But let's get right into it, Brian. After this performance tonight or this morning, I guess, depending on what coast you're on. Do you believe that Naoa Inouye is, in fact, number one pound-for-pound pound boxer in the world? It's a subjective question. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts. I'm, I'm not knocking Terrence Crawford off number one quite yet. Um, it's, it's still, yeah, I, I like how Tyrone puts it in the comments, actually. Uh, Bud 1A in a way wouldn't be I said I, this I said this the other night yeah and I, I think it's really close I, I still think it's it's Terrence Crawford like Terrence Crawford the last I saw him he destroyed destroyed Errol Spence and people could say what they want about the weight cut and this this and that this was welterweight champion versus welterweight champion Errol Spence was the a side uh Errol Spence I feel like had uh at least at the start of the night more fans in the arena he definitely had more fans on Twitter going into that fight and uh, Terrence Crawford beat his ass, knocking down several times at one point with a jab. It was weird to see him dominate like that. And, you know, maybe we'll get a rematch in um, 2024. I think that the rematch will be maybe a tad more competitive, but I still think Terrence Crawford's going to pick him apart and pr probably stop him again. So I think Terrence Crawford's number one, uh, pound for pound. It's totally subjective. I think Inouye is easily next on the list. And we'll see what happens with Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury because I think it gets interesting, really, if Usyk wins, but regardless of who wins because Fury still has to be on pound-for-pound pound lists. And then I think whoever wins that fight is probably going to be in the top three. I think Usyk already is third. So there's a conversation of does he rise if he beats Tyson Fury? But in a way, is on that list and he's in the top two. To some people, he's not too. And it's really a testament to like how great and how dominant he's been in his career. Because again, he got the knockout tonight. And it wasn't a TKO. It was a straight knockout. Martin Tapales had nothing left, didn't answer the 10 count. So to me, I think Tyrone nailed it. And I know you agree with him. Yeah, I think it's 1A, 1B. I think it's interchangeable because in a way, he's undisputed in two weight classes. That's crazy to me. And he did it in a year. The fact that he did it in a year, it's hard not to put him number one. But then I take a look at what Bud Crawford did to a guy like Spence, dropping him four times in a fight where, listen, Spence was that dude before that fight. We're going to see a rematch. I think it kind of goes the same way. Maybe Spence fights a little bit better, but it's hard not to have, it's hard to pick. They're the top two guys in boxing right now. I think there are two really good faces to have in boxing of the sport. And I know some people are still learning about a guy like Inouye, but internationally, I mean, this guy is this dude. Like, to be undisputed in two weight classes, I think he could edge it out for Bud for me. I think I might put Inouye 1A and put Bud 1B. Like, just give him a slight edge um, in that, even if that's not an edge. And um, I think it's one of those things where if Inouye continues to do this, if he ends up getting a TKO or a KO, on Lewis Neary. Yeah, like he's running through these weight classes. So I, I think I give a little bit of the edge to anyway, because you're undisputed in two weight classes. 
Um, but Bud is right there. It's it's a really, really tough question. I don't even if Tyson Fury beats Usyk, I don't think I place him above Bud in, in a way. I I just I just can't. I mean, um, Crawford's also undisputed in two-way classes. That's true. So th there's that, too. Like, that I think people forget, like, because he's been at welterweight so long, I think people forget. Like, he was dominant at lightweight. He was but he's not in that way. Yeah, but he's not I technically in that weight class. We're, in a way, did it in a year, right? Becoming undisputed yeah. in two weight classes. That's why I'm like, oh, I give him the edge there. Yeah, I'm, I'm still giving it to Buff for now, but it's, it's very close. Uh, let's see what the commenters say. And Jesus, by the way, also says, I'd rather see Sam Goodman versus Inouye 122 next. I think the only person watching the show that has said that. Um, I would be <laughs> open to it um, because Sam Goodman, again, is one of the only guys you'll find who's still undefeated in this weight class who deserves a shot. And number one... Um, by a couple of sanctioning bodies, or at least one. London Boy says, not a single mark on the monster. He looks prettier than he did when he walked in the <laughs> ring. LOL. <laughs> Thank you, London Boy, for the comment. All right, let's get to some pound for pound a conversation. Tyrone Gray says, yeah, you can edge Crawford. I think Bud would have been undisputed sooner, but for the sure. politics, I agree I with agree. that. Yeah. Makeshift 23, I give it to Inoue slightly over Bud because of how quick Inoue was able to become two-time undisputed. This is what you were saying, Chantel, uh, not to mention winning 23 of his 26 fights by knockout. Crazy. Um, hustle Man, it's hard to say. It's what you prefer. Inoue back-to-back undisputed, moved 122 and stopped the man and stopped the second best for undisputed. Yeah, I mean, look, him stopping Stephen Fulton. I think shocked Crazy. a lot of people in the way he did it, right? I'm still stunned. Like, I still don't know what happened. I remember watching that fight and just being, like, utterly in shock and disappointed. Like, the fact that Marlon Topolis went 10 rounds with Inouye today and Stephen Fulton just couldn't get anything going. Like, even when I said I gave one round to Fulton, people were like, you're crazy. Right. And Fulton would be probably the betting favorite if he fought Marlon Topolis right now. Be Although quiet. I think, it's, it's, I think it's we, you have to be quiet because we just got a donation. Thank oh. you, Clifton. We appreciate you. Once you donate, we read your comments right away all yes, the time. And we do appreciate true. you. Uh, no one is further ahead of their competition than the monster. Number one. I can't even argue that. Like, it's, yeah, uh, well, the, the only argument is Terrence Crawford. You can't it's, argue. It's Usyk. Can't yeah. argue Usyk. I don't think anyone's putting Usyk number one. The only one you could argue is Terrence Crawford because of how he beat Errol Spence. Yeah. Um, yes, and this is the thing, Hustle Man. Like twenty-one and zero world title fights because after five fights, he was already fighting for world championships. Like that stat is unreal. Um, but I think right now boxing is in a really good place. I think we've got some really good fights this year, and hopefully we continue to get that in twenty twenty-four. Um, any final comments that you guys have, let us know. Uh, we'll read them out before we get out of here. Um, but Brian, your final thoughts on the bout, and um, we have some pretty cool stuff coming up before the end of the year uh that we got people to look forward to that's true we are not done yet we are doing awards we're gonna figure out a time and place this week well a place you know where it's gonna be but a time <laughs> um still loopy it's like 7 30 on the east coast um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be later this week we're gonna do some we're gonna hand out a few awards and uh, also have our year end pound for pound list so those will be the two things that we do so this conversation will actually unfold a little bit more on the channel uh later this week but we're definitely gonna have you know fight of the year fighter of the year a couple other things and you know we'll sort of see what's what run through the categories it's funny michael benson actually posted a list of all the fights that happened this year and i was like damn this is 
And I was saying this as it was happening. I think this to me was boxing's best year since at least before COVID hit, at least before yeah. the pandemic at some point. Um, I would say it's strongest year since, I don't know, maybe 2017, 18, 16. I feel like one of those years we got a lot of like good ass fights. Um, and I feel like there was a bit of a lull the last few years. And this is the first year that if it, it like it felt like the sport fully recovered after the pandemic and we started seeing good fights. Now, not, not it's not enough because I still think a lot of you motherfuckers fighting once a year should probably fight for longer, <laughs> you know, probably fight more than just once a year. Um, but, you know, I think we're getting great fights regardless. If I go back and take a look at the fights and we're going to, we should probably rank the fights of the year too, which we probably are going to do. Mm. Um, I think about the fact we got Tank and You're Ryan. It's harder and harder. <laughs> we got Tank and Ryan. We got Cool Boy Steph and Inouye. Um, we got Charlo and Canelo, Bud and Spence, like Lomachenko and Devin Haney. I can go on. Regis Progray and Devin Haney. Like, they were some really, really great fights this year. So, um, we're definitely going to bring you guys some more heat before the end of the year. Thank you to everyone that rocked with us. If you're on the West Coast like myself, it's not even 5 a.m. So, we do appreciate you. Um, and we do appreciate anyone that hopped on with us this morning um, on the East Coast. It's almost 8 o'clock. So, uh, we do appreciate you guys here in North America, of course. If you like the content, please hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button thank you so much for rocking with us and joining us this morning uh brian final thoughts uh to our viewers before we get up and out of here yeah if you missed the fight because it's so early or if you're watching this afterwards and didn't see the fight yet watch the fight because now you're in a way uh i put on the show again and marta tapales was hanging in there there's some good things in that fight and i would not uh, count them out going forward as somebody who could reemerge as a contender in this weight class yeah, Marlon Tapal is a true warrior and in a way undisputed in two weight classes. It's not even the end of the year yet. We got more heat coming. Make sure to subscribe to our show. And thank you so much for rocking with us. Yeah.